Hello, hello. Today we're going to be talking about this hidden but very common mental habit that leads to binges. We'll talk about what it is, how to identify it within yourself, and how to change it. Tune in. Welcome to another episode of Binge Eating to Food Freedom with me, Katie Papo. If you're ready for genuine and lasting freedom from binge eating, emotional eating, or out of control food issues, you are in the right place. Subscribe, follow, and enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Binge Eating to Food Freedom, where we are here to help you free yourself from disordered eating, compulsive overeating, binge eating, all of the food issues that ail you, food addiction, emotional eating, trigger foods, all of these things we cover in this podcast. And I'm excited today to talk about an underlying issue that most people have and don't know they have, um, or even if they know they have this issue, they don't know how to end it. And this is one of the big things that we've always worked on with our clients as well in our new program, Path to Food Freedom, that's coming out soon or depending on when you're listening this, it's already come out. This is one of the major things that we focus on right away, um, even within that first section of the program. So this is a really, really key uh, habit to understand, to be able to identify in yourself. And once you identify it and you have the self-awareness around it, now you're really in a position to change it and to change it for the better because a lot of these food issues, right? They start with the mind. <laughs> so um, that's where we're diving in today, into the mind. So if you're listening live, say hello. Let me know you're right live in the comments so I know that you're here live. If you're listening to the replay, write replay in the comments, please, and thank you. And um, if you're listening on the podcast, by the way, and you've been listening for a while, I invite you to leave a kind review for us if you feel called to do that. Um, we always really appreciate when you do that. So um, let's dive in to the topic today, shall we? I have my notes here. So we're talking about a hidden mindset habit, okay? And um, it's not, oh, hey, Mike, nice to, nice to see you here. Um, now, this hidden mindset habit uh, for a lot of people, it's hidden. For a lot of people, you might know it, but you might not see how deep it really goes. And once you really generate some self-awareness around it, you'll see how deep it goes. And that mindset habit is scarcity thinking. And I'll define this. So essentially, what is scarcity? Right? Scarcity is that feeling or that knowing or that energetic um, or mental understanding that there is not enough, that we don't have enough. We are in lack. Um, a more severe version of scarcity might be deprivation. Now, um, but scarcity can come in various degrees and various forms. So um, in order for you to generate some more self-awareness around this, I'm going to go over some specific examples today that might relate more directly to your life. But know that the general idea of scarcity is not enough not enoughness. So what this might sound like or look like in your language, in your thoughts, you might say things like, oh, I can't have that, or I can't have that in the house, or I can't be trusted around that. Um, or you might say things like, oh, I need to only eat these things. 
or these are the foods that I definitely cannot have, or I really should only eat these foods. Um, these are all examples of scarcity where um, it's one thing, right? Right. Mike just said, or I can't afford this. Exactly. As soon as we say something like, I can't have that, I can't afford this, what we're doing is we're shutting down the possible, we're, su we're shutting down possibility. We're shutting down the energy of scarcity's opposite, which is abundance, right? And a lot of us, we don't live in that abundance mentality. We live in scarcity. And so I'm specifically talking about food, but how Mike um, just shared, I, can, the, I can't afford this example. We can also be in scarcity mindset around money um, or other areas of our life even. And oftentimes when we have scarcity in one area, we do ha also have scarcity in another area. So um, we are, we built a mental habit of scarcity. We've built a mental habit of depriving ourselves in some way or another. So um, an example food-wise of scarcity might be starting tomorrow, I'm going on this diet where I'm not going to be able to have these foods anymore. Now, what happens, right, when we say that? Usually that very same day, we start to eat all of those foods because we know we can't have them tomorrow. So we feel that scarcity, right? We feel that deprivation. Now, if I don't like a certain food, let's say I don't like tomatoes, right? And I tell myself, don't eat tomatoes. I'm not going to feel scarcity, right? Because I don't actually even want the tomatoes in the first place. So even though I'm not eating them, it doesn't really matter about the food or whether or not we're eating it. It's more about how we feel about not having it. So if I don't care if I never eat a tomato again, that's not scarcity, right? Even if I'm telling myself don't eat it, there's no um, part of me that is resistant against that. I'm happy to let go of tomatoes for my whole life, right? I don't need them. So that's not scarcity. Scarcity is when we actually do want something, but we tell ourselves no, then we start to feel the scarcity energy. And when we've done this habitually, so in other words, if you've followed diets for a long period of time, if you've followed weight loss periods for a long period of time, you have built up this mental pattern of scarcity again and again and again. Um, another example of scarcity is secret eating. So not letting yourself eat something or not letting yourself eat something in front of someone, or maybe you're shoveling it in your mouth really quickly in the car so it doesn't count, or um, maybe you're eating something really quickly before someone else enters a room, right? So even that scarcity is there because even if you're letting yourself physically eat the food, there's still that energy behind it or under it of, I really shouldn't be having this, right? You're not, even though you're eating it, there's something in your mental state that you're not really letting yourself have the experience. Mike just said, that's where shame and guilt creep in too with the secret eating. Exactly. Because we there would be no shame or guilt if we were truly in abundance, right? 
it's because we're in that scarcity of I shouldn't have it or this this is um, this is bad, right? This is the kind of language that shows us that we are in scarcity around that. Because we're what we're even if we're eating the food, what we're depriving ourselves of is pleasure. We're depriving ourselves of experience because now instead of me just genuinely enjoying the food and feeling how it agrees with my body and letting it be a relaxed experience, instead it's frenetic, it's chaotic, it's stressful. There's guilt and there's shame and um, there's that energy of not enough. I'm not enough. This isn't enough. Um, you're depriving yourself of the of the pleasure of the experience of of any kind of being peaceful and present with the experience. So there are certain you know it's not that we're born necessarily with scarcity mentality. This is something that is learned. So um, and you know just like how I always say when um, you've heard me talk about rewiring your eating, rewiring your relationship with food. And essentially what's that's what you're doing is you're choosing habits and then wiring them in through your repetition. That's a very simple way of saying it. Um, but ultimately what you've already done is you have wired in this mentality. You've wired in certain ways of viewing or thinking about food or about, you know, other things too, like how Michael already said money. So so this is um, something that is has already been repeated. So you weren't born with this, but let's say you've gone through all of these, you know, diet plans or weight loss plans. You have been practicing scarcity mentality for a very long time. Now, when we practice anything for a very long time, guess what? We get real good at it, right? We get really, really good at it because of practice. So a lot of times we might practice something that's working against us, but because we practice so much, it becomes so natural for us to think that way. We even might think that's like who we are or just how we naturally think. Um, but the truth is, is that um, scarcity mentality tends to work against us more than it works for us. Even with um, Mike's example of I can't afford this, right? That mentality might have come from past history of, of maybe there has been money problems or you've just gotten in the habit of, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, there's no way, I can't afford it. Instead of maybe the abundance mentality version of that, which is, how could I afford this, right? Now, even just by putting that word how in front of, I can't afford it, right? Just how can I afford it? Now, suddenly we're open to possibilities. So no, so I'm going to go over this a little bit down the line in this podcast today on how to shift more into the abundance mentality around food. So, but first it's really important that we understand for our own purposes, how to cultivate scarcity mentality, because if we don't understand how it's cultivated, we might just keep doing it without even realizing that we're doing it. And of course, the more we do it, the better we get at it, and then the harder it is to break that habit because we're so accustomed to it. So how do we cultivate scarcity mentality? What I've found have been the biggest ways for our clients, how they've cultivated scarcity mentality, of course, unconsciously over the years, is number one, dieting. 
anything that restricts food. Dieting is a huge um, way that if you want to be in scarcity mentality, that's, I would say, like one of the number one ways. Um, so dieting, any kind of weight loss plan. Also, the act of weighing yourself uh, cultivates scarcity mentality. Why? Because let's say I get on the scale and it's higher than I want it to be, right? Now I go into scarcity mentality of, oh, I really can't have this or I really shouldn't be eating this anymore, right? Automatically, the mind starts to go in that direction. Even if we had lost some weight and we see that on the scale, we, we can go in the same habit. Oh, wow. Well, I already lost five pounds. So if I lose another five pounds this week and then another five pounds the following, you know, two weeks, then I'll lose this much by this date. And then we start to plan out our deprivation in advance. So um, what I've found is that there's really no true benefit from that act of weighing yourself because of the scarcity mentality it fuels. Um, another way to cultivate scarcity mentality is through judging yourself. This can show up sometimes in our language when we say that this food is good or this food is bad or that we're good or that we're bad, right? Like if I, I, I always used to say like if I ate really um, healthy in a day, I would say, oh, I was really good today. Or if I ate, you know, a box of cookies, I'd say, oh my God, I was so bad last night, right? So that in itself, that good, bad language fuels scarcity. Um, also the language when we say I should, or I need to, or I have to, we it can um, put us into that box of not enough because it's not really what we want, but it's what we're forcing ourselves. So all of these things can be contributors to scarcity mentality. And when we do all of these things, many, many times, like I said, we get so good at it, it becomes natural, and then it becomes harder to break because we don't even have awareness that we're doing it. We've been doing it for so long. Now, why is scarcity so bad though? Right, what does scarcity lead to? Of course, in the title of this episode, I shared that scarcity leads to binges. Now, why might that be? Well, if I tell myself, hey, Katie, starting tomorrow, you can no longer have chocolate, you can no longer have chips, you can no longer have, um, I don't know, cereal, I'm just, thinking of things that are in the cabinet, <laughs> um, you can no longer have these things, then um, what do I want to eat right now? I want to eat all those things right now because starting tomorrow, I can't have them. So today I might have not been in the mood for chocolate, but because I know I can't have it tomorrow, I'm going to eat more of it right now. You get me? Um, what's another example? of how it can fuel compulsive overeating or binging. So uh, another example is, let's say I tell myself that, uh, let's say I have a box of cookies in the cabinet and I say to myself, let me have just one. I'm just gonna have one, maybe two, just one though, maybe two max. Okay, already I'm using the word just, only, this is fueling scarcity because my brain is hearing you can't have enough. You can't have as much as you really want, right? So as soon as I hear in my brain, oh, I can just have, I'll just have one, right? I'm fueling that scarcity mentality. And now one is not going to feel like enough. And what happens is, and I used to do this all the time. I was the kind of person who 
would have a box of cookies, tell myself I could just have like two. I'd take two. And then five minutes later, I'd be back for two more. And then five minutes later, I'd be back for two more until half the box is gone. But here's the thing. Every time I go to eat those cookies, my mind is only seeing two of them, right? Which for me in that situation, that feels like too little. It feels like not enough because I want more. And instead of just listening to my body and feeling what feels good, instead what I'm fixated on is the number. And the number doesn't sound like enough to me. So I get into scarcity mode about it. And what does it then fuel? It fuels me eating more cookies because then I have just two more. Oh, just one more, just two more. You see, And then before I know it, the box is gone. So even though I tell myself I'm just going to have two. Because I continue to fuel that scarcity mentality around it, what do I end up doing? I end up eating the whole box. But I felt deprived the whole time while I'm eating it. So I'm still not satisfied. And it's important, right? I might be getting a little bit of my head of, ahead of myself right now, but it's important to have satisfaction because when we're satisfied, we're not craving. And when we're not craving, we're not compulsively overeating. So it's it's a dangerous state to be in scarcity because it fuels more eating. But it fuels more eating not from a place of actually needing that food or that or it even feeling good. We're just we just want it because we can't. It's like wanting it out of rebellion versus genuinely wanting it. You see the difference? There's a big difference between having something for pleasure or for feeling good and then being satisfied by it versus having something, telling yourself it's bad the whole time, then hating yourself for having it and then eating all of it because you've been deprived for that entire mental experience. You see the difference there? That's why the scarcity mentality fuels so much more eating than abundance mentality. So Here's the thing. I want to go into now the opposite of scarcity, because now that you have this understanding of like what it is, the different ways that it can show up in um, in your life, now you'll have some more awareness over that. But part of it is having the awareness. And then part of it is learning how to cultivate a new mental habit, um, which is its opposite, abundance mentality. Now, abundance if we were just to define it in a simple way, right? D abundance is having enough, but also having even more than enough. Like there's no lack, there's no wanting because it's always there. Like there's plenty, right? It's, it's abundance. Um, so like Mike, when you said that I can't afford this example, an abundance mentality, even if you don't have the funds available in that minute, you could say, oh, how could I afford this? And now suddenly there's a, an abundance of possibilities on how you could afford it, right? Oh, maybe I could sell this. Maybe I could pick up a couple extra shifts here. Maybe I could sell this thing. Um, maybe I could get a loan, right? There's all different ways where we can generate, uh, an abundance for what we need but not if we don't open that up first. So with food, it's very similar. And with um, people who we might perceive to be, I call peaceful eaters, but you might call like a normal eater, someone who they'll sit down with their dessert 
and they'll have some of it and be like, oh, that was so good. And I'm so satisfied. And they don't feel the need to finish the dessert. Or even if they do finish it, that's not they it wouldn't even cross their minds to like binge when they get home or to eat more after that if they're already very comfortable um, and satisfied by that. So there's no. Um, so notice again, it's not about the food itself and it's not really even about the quantity. It's more about the energy that you have behind it. Now with the abundance mentality, unlike scarcity, there's no urgency, right? If I'm in scarcity mode and I say, I can't have chocolate starting tomorrow, there's urgency there. I have to eat chocolate today because tomorrow it's gone. So I have to get it all in today. That's urgency. With abundance mentality, there's no urgency nothing's going anywhere, right? I can have whatever I want, whenever I want, however much I want. When, if we're in scarcity mode, right? And we're used to thinking in terms of scarcity, that can be a very scary thing for us to say, right? I can have whatever I want, whenever I want, however much I want. That can feel very scary to say. Why? Because from a scarcity mind, now we're like, oh, well, now we can finally have it. And it's out of this place of rebellion of being deprived. Whereas for someone who has a genuine abundance mentality, there's no urgency. I don't have to finish all this now if I'm not hungry. I don't need to force myself to eat this whole dessert if it doesn't feel good. I can save this for later. And if I eat it later, it'll taste even better because I'm not overly full, right? So there's no urgency around it. Instead, it's abundance and it's I can, if I'm not hungry, I don't have to eat this. If it doesn't feel good, I don't have to eat this. Um, or when I do enjoy it, I can be fully present and have the experience, right? Like people with the abundance mentality around food, there's no issues eating in front of other people. They can eat in full sight of anybody, any food without that feeling of shame because there's no need to hide, right? There's no good or bad. There's just, oh, I'll just eat until it feels good. And if it doesn't feel good, I stop. There's no urgency. There's no need to force myself to eat it all right now or to hide something. Now, here's the thing. If you've been in scarcity mentality for such a long time and you start telling yourself, I could have whatever I want, whenever I want, however much I want, but you're still saying that with scarcity mindset and it's that hidden mindset within you you're not only not going to buy it, but you're going to probably eat even more because now you're rebelling against all the rules that you used to live with, right? All against all those food rules. So when we're cultivating abundance mentality, it's important that our subconscious is also on board. It's not just our conscious thoughts that we're changing, but we also need to change the subconscious thoughts around uh, and the subconscious feelings around food. So you've heard me talk in the past about this, this practice that we do with our clients that I've named Reset. Um, I talked about this in the last episode of this season. If you haven't listened to that, listen to that. The Reset uh, phase is where we shift from that state of scarcity and compulsion in the body we shift to a place of abundance and ease and peace with food. We do this by uh, employing the nervous system. The nervous system needs to be on board because the truth is, is because of all the scarcity we've had around food, the body remembers all of this. The body remembers trauma. It's very good at remembering trauma. So we need to train the body to feel safe. 
we need to train the body to feel genuine abundance where there is no urgency. There is no scarcity. Instead, there's peace, ease, abundance. Now, this is the first thing that we start to train our clients with. I had mentioned we have a new program coming out this week. Um, this is the first. Yeah, we're still in the first week of February right now. I'll be announcing details within the next couple of days. But um, the whole first phase of this program, we work on reprogramming uh, this abundance mentality, but from a much deeper level uh, as opposed to just thoughts. We can't always think our way into abundance if we've been living in scarcity for so long. We need to have deeper shifts. Most of our clients have been struggling for at least 10 years, 20 years, uh, often 30 plus years, 50 plus years even with food. So imagine trying to think your way out of that many years of ingrained habits it's almost impossible, right? To just use like willpower or the strength of your thoughts to try to do that. There needs to be a deeper integration to really be able to have an, an, an internal shift, right? Because I can tell myself those things, but I won't necessarily really believe it. It's not part of me. It's not my natural way of thinking because I'm used to thinking in a different way for, for so long. So we need the subconscious to be on board. And that's what, why we combine this abundance mentality with the reset phase, where not only do you practice changing the thoughts, but it's also about changing your entire subconscious reaction to food. And this is something that can be practiced again and again, like a skill like riding a bike, like learning a dance, like learning a song, you can practice these patterns uh, repeatedly until they become effortless, until they become normal. So our clients um, who go through this process, they're not just trying to fight their old thoughts. They're shifting so those old thoughts don't even come up anymore in the first place. That's why you're able to make that shift from disordered eating into genuine normal eating. It's not like you're trying to cope with or manage disordered eating and you're doing that your whole life. Instead, it's actually freeing yourself from that old way of thinking, that old way of feeling and being and adopting a whole different way. And then when you adopt those habits, those mental habits and subconscious habits of quote unquote normal eaters who have abundance mentality around food, you're the same way. Now you're not thinking about food all the time. Food is a non-issue for you. And you can be one of those people who forgets that you have certain foods in the cabinet because they're no longer calling to you because you're not in scarcity mode anymore. Or you're, you're not binging anymore because you're not telling yourself starting tomorrow, I can't have these foods. Uh, you're one of those people who can have, you know, half your dessert and then notice that you're satisfied and then be able to leave it without it being this huge mental debate. You can just let it go very effortlessly. This is what happens when you start to leave scarcity mentality behind and abundance mentality becomes your natural way of thinking. Um, and this is the idea. The more you simply practice these states, the more natural they become 
the only reason why you've felt so stuck in this old mentality for so long is purely practice. So that's why it's the first thing that we do right from the beginning with our clients is we start training them in the new way to start building up that practice. And even with a week of practice, you will feel a shift. You will feel a difference and you'll start to notice, I don't feel as compulsive around food. That's why it's the first piece that we work with is because it starts to eliminate that feeling of compulsion. There's those intense cravings um, start to become smaller. They start to become less until eventually they don't even really come up at all. So the the real practice that you're working with here um, is shifting from scarcity to abundance, but not just from the mental level, but it actually also can go much deeper than that. And if this is something, by the way, that you're interested in not just learning, but being trained in and practicing, this is what will be available um, in Path to Food Freedom, which is the new program that's coming out um, this week. And of course, I'll give you more details on that. Or if you're listening beyond February, it's already out. You can find it on my website. But you'll be able to see how we take you through this process and how really all you need to do is show up and practice and get the repetition because the more you repeat it, the more effortless and easy it becomes. And anybody can do it. This is how the brain is meant to work is when we practice something, we get good at it. That's where that phrase practice makes permanent comes from. The more you practice something, the more permanent it becomes in your life. So that's why if you've been practicing scarcity, that's why it feels like you're stuck in it. But the more you just know what to practice to take yourself out of it and build your new mindset, now suddenly your entire relationship with food has the freedom to change. So um, if you aren't on my email list yet, I invite you to get on my email list to be notified of announcements on when this comes out and when you'll be able to register and, um, and stay tuned. I'll see you on the next episode, everybody. Thanks for being here. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, follow, or leave a kind review. If you're ready to get down to business and work with me to end your food issues permanently, please reach out or go to katiepapo.com for more info. Be kind to yourself, and I hope to see you for the next episode.